Hello and welcome to another edition of Flashpoint. I'm your host, Ryan Mills. With Veterans Day quickly approaching, we've decided to dedicate this week's episode to our veterans. Specifically, we want to talk about the job opportunities that meet them when their military service is over. Joining me to do just that is Eric Eversole, president of Hiring Our Heroes. Eric, thanks for joining me. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Glad to be here. Tell us about Hiring Our Heroes. What does your organization hope to achieve? Well, Ryan, that's a great question. I will tell you that uh, our mission has changed significantly over the last couple of years. When we started back in 2011, uh, veteran unemployment as a whole was over 8%. Post-9-11 veteran unemployment was over 13%. And we had segments of the transitioning veteran population, like those under 25, who faced nearly 30% unemployment. So, you know, when we started back in 2011, our primary focus was uh, leveraging our state and local chambers of commerce uh, and the businesses that associate with those state and local chambers, host hiring events in communities where veterans were unemployed, and connect them with with great employers who had a lot of great job opportunities. Uh, and we did a lot of hiring events in the first three to four years of, of our program. Um, in fact, one year in 2013, we did more than 400 in one year. But as veteran unemployment has dropped in the last couple of years, and, and we're really happy to report that overall veteran unemployment is now below 4%, um, our focus has been uh, really shifting left of transition before those service members get off of active duty uh, to help educate them what real economic opportunity looks like in this country, how they can find those jobs, because we still, while overall veteran unemployment has improved significantly, we still know that uh, nearly 40% of transitioning service members will face four more months of unemployment before they find their first job. And then they take the first job they can find, you know, not necessarily the right one, but the first job. And of course, that leads to a very large percentage uh, or high uh, per, uh, turnover rate in the first year. So a big focus of ours is working with directly with transitioning service members on base with the services and the various federal agencies and employers throughout the country to say, hey, look, here's an industry, here's the great opportunities that exist in those industry, and let's help you get there to that perfect job, the right job versus just a job. Now, to do that, I've seen on your website that you hold a lot of events. Uh, what sort of events do you hold and who participates in those? Well, you know, primarily active duty service members and military spouses, that that's our primary population right now. Uh, and we have uh, a host of great companies throughout the country that represent a wide array of indus industries, including the oil and gas industry. Um, but, you know, from, a, from an overall who attends and, and, and what those events look like, it really depends on uh, finding the right size and right fit for the installation. Uh, we have some bases where, like Joint Base Lewis McCord in Washington State, where we'll host an event and I'll have 2,500 active duty service members show up. Uh, but some events, some of the smaller locations, uh, you know, there, there, there may only may be 250 uh, transitioning service members. So what we try to do is really manage expectations both for the employers who attend the events as well as the veterans. We try to get um, a good ratio of employers versus uh, transitioning service members. You know, usually if we can have about uh, four transitioning service members per employer, uh, they are going to, you know, everyone's going to end up with a really good experience. So um, 
that's one aspect of what we do. But we also try to make sure that we customize and target uh, those events to certain populations because we know that there are certain skill sets at bases that lend themselves uh, very well to certain industries. So, for instance, Fort Gordon is where the Army Cybersecurity Command is, and so we tend to focus heavily in, in the tech uh, industry when we go to someplace like Fort Gordon, Georgia. Uh, but it's really um, a lot of lot of art, but also a lot of science in making sure that these events are structured in a way to have the, the uh, most uh, impact for both the companies who are trying to hire, which is why they're there, and the service members trying to find a job. And I will tell you that this year alone for our events, 20% of those, more than 20%, it was about 24% of those who attended our uh, hiring events got a job offer as a result of that event. So we're seeing good success by, by blending that art and science. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so do you work with other military support organizations like USO? Uh, what role do they play? So USO is a, is a great example. It's a great partnership that we've been forging over the last couple of years. You know, uh, when I took over this organization in 2013, I had a pretty simple rule. You know, we'll partner with any organization where it's mutually beneficial. And, you know, with the USO and the name like the USO, um, Military's Officer Association of America is another great partner. Um, but we partner with a lot of these organizations because they have great trust and relationships with the military installations and the men and women we're trying to serve. Uh, but an example of the USO, they have this great Pathfinder program that helps um, transitioning service members and, and military spouses find uh, and leverage resources in local communities as they start out uh, on their transition pathway. And those resources not only relate with employment, uh, but they also education, um, um, uh, mental, or, um, uh, medical services, health services, but a whole host of services that these pathfinders in these local communities are able to leverage. And the reason this partnership is so great is that you take two organizations uh, that are so well trusted in this country, like the USO and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce uh, and its foundation in hiring our heroes, and you um, work together to solve these issues collectively, uh, everybody wins as a result of that. And, you know, the USO is, you know, uh, been in communities, they're, they're in communities 365 days a year, so I can come in, you know, two or three times a year, host a great event in partnership with the USO, and then they have that, that fabric of that, uh, of that network of that local community that they're able to provide those services year-round, so it's just a tremendous partnership, but well, we're a big believer that you have to partner because there's no one organization that's going to solve these challenges on their own. Right. Well, obviously, AFPM, we really are strong believers in what you do and uh, our member companies as well. Uh, can you talk a bit about what type of uh, role does the oil and gas sector, uh, maybe specifically the refining and petrochemical industries, what, what's, what role do they play in hiring veterans and how does that compare to other sectors in that regard? Well, it, it, you know, the oil and gas industry plays a huge role in, in helping service members transition. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but primarily, you know, first and foremost, you have a great industry creating great economic opportunities for young men and women who've served this country and served it honorably. 
so that's the, the first thing that I would tell you is that you know you you all are open for business so that's the first thing that matters you know the second thing is is that you have industry leaders throughout the country um, companies like uh, Phillips 66 and BP and ConocoPhillips and 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 many others who are really working aggressively to develop that 21st century workforce of the future. Um, I, I used to do work in the uh, electric industry, and I knew that you know a lot of our linemen, for instance, were aging very quickly. And I know for the oil and gas industry that you're facing a, a pretty significant workforce shortage. At the same time, uh, you're starting to see you know some growth. Uh, pretty quick growth as the um, as the sector starts to improve after what was a couple of rough years. So, you know, so not only are you open for business, but you have a lot of opportunities, and you're willing to talk to young service members about those opportunities. So, you know, whether it's downstream, midstream, upstream, we we know the industry as a whole uh, is is looking for for incredibly talented people and service members and trustworthy folks and service members and military spouses fit, fit that criteria. You know, what I, I would tell you, and I think, you know, what I try to remind a lot of people because I think sometimes we forget about it, you know, a lot of these young men, men and women are coming from low and middle income families. Uh, 90% of them, 88%, come from families making less than $77,000 a year. Um, and you know, they join the military because they want to serve their country, but they're also looking for a better life. They're looking for education. They're looking for those industries and opportunities. And the, the role that we play and the role that your all's association plays and the industry plays is that while these young men and women want to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, Unfortunately, they don't know what they don't know about the industry, and that's the critical role that we all play to help them understand, look, the oil and gas industry is open for business. You don't have to, not everybody has to be a, a chemical engineer to, to have a really incredible career in the industry, and, you know, your family's going to be able to achieve that, that larger American dream by working with a lot of great companies that you all represent. So it's a, it's a, it's a great story. I think it's where, we, where we're going to see workforce development in the future go. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be able to help a lot of Americans do a lot of great things and serve our country, continue to serve our country, even if it's in a slightly different uniform. Eric, you just kind of hinted at my last question. Uh, how can employers or everyday citizens that might listen to this podcast help? How can they get involved? Well, there's there's a couple of ways. I mean, one, uh, to the extent that folks listening to the podcast, you know, want to help, uh, um, you know, especially from an industry's perspective to participate in our on-base hiring events, we have industry briefings, and it's it's not a it's not a really significant time commitment. You know, it's a it's a, usually a day. That's one way that people can participate. Um, but it's also, you know, I, I can't uh, emphasize how important it is to help um, these young men and women understand what, what a great industry that you all work in. Um, and taking the time to, to not only ask them about, you know, what they did for our country in service, but how they can continue that mission and start to think about industries and opportunities 
a little bit differently uh, is something that's going to go a long way to not only um, helping them, but helping their business. And so oftentimes we take for granted that these young men and women know, you know, because, you know, let's face it, when they go to the military, we train them to be really confident. We train them to get to know how to get the job done. Uh, and those things are really great. And sometimes we forget that, that these young men and women, you know, still, uh, while they're, they're great assets, still need help in getting over that hurdle of, of that first civilian job. So taking the time to help them understand those opportunities. You know, review a resume, um, you know, but there are a lot of ways uh, you, uh, folks can volunteer through hiringourheroes.org. Um, we also have a, uh, a fast track uh, for veterans, or I'm sorry, vetfasttrack.org, which is an industry by industry heat map. We have a, uh, we've really started to build out the oil and gas industry as far as uh, on that fast track. So, you know, to the extent that there's content that we can add there uh, or jobs that we can add there, we're certainly looking at ways to to populate that that vetfasttrack.org website with the industry heat map. Uh, but there's a lot of ways to, to really get engaged. Well, thanks so much, Eric. This has been uh, really uh, enlightening, and, and I hope that uh, our listeners are able to help you guys and, and participate in that. Great. Well, we really appreciate uh, all that the oil and gas industry does, and to the extent that you know um, we can be of any help please let us know and please don't hesitate to reach out. Will do. Thank you so much.